the Moabites heard the terrifying news that the Jewish people had fought and defeated many nations. They had even overcome the mighty giants, Sichon and Oig. In this week's Torah portion, Parshas Balak, the Torah describes the story of the Moabites. While God didn't allow Moshe to destroy them, the Moabites thought that the Jews would still figure out a way to take their land and chase them out. They appointed an evil king by the name of Balak, who advised them not to go to war against the Jewish people, but only to research their hidden powers and find their weak link. In their research, they discovered that the Jewish people's blessing is in their speech. Moshe merely says the name of Hashem and their enemies fall. The Moabites therefore concluded that they must too find a man with supernatural powers of speech to match Moshe's. They recruited the famed Bilam, who was known throughout the land to explain dreams, as well as his evil ability to curse someone. Bilam prodded and attempted to curse the Jewish people, but he discovered through prophetic vision that it was impossible to harm the Jews. Instead of cursing them, the Teda describes how Bilam blessed them. Some of the most profound and heartfelt blessings in Jewish history were said by Bilam. In chapter 24, verse 6, the verse says, Bilam says to the Jewish people, Your tents are so good, O Yaakov, your dwellings, O Israel. Rashi gives two explanations to explain this verse. The first explanation is, when Bilam said, Your tents are so good, was because he saw that when the Jewish people camped in the desert, their entrances were not facing each other. They were extremely meticulous in modesty and privacy. This was a unique virtue and quality. Rashi then explains the words, your dwelling places, O Israel, to mean your encampments, complementing the Jewish people in their way of encamping and settling in the deserts. The second explanation of Rashi is, Bilam prophesied the future. Your tents are so good alludes to the Mishkan of Shiloh and the eternal temple when they are inhabited. Your dwelling places, O Israel, means even when they are desolate and empty, they are taken as a mashkin, as collateral for you and atone for your souls. On this Rashi, the Rebbe asks a number of questions. On the words Mishkan Secha Yisrael, which is plural for Mishkan, which means a dwelling place, why does Rashi translate it to mean encampment, which is an unusual way to translate Mishkan, a dwelling place? Also, it is known that when Rashi brings two explanations to a verse, it is because each explanation has a certain inconsistency and one complements the other. What are the advantages and disadvantages in each explanation? In order to explain this, the Rebbe first analyzes the verses leading up to Bilam's blessing. And by clarifying the context and storyline, we will come to appreciate and understand this Rashi. In verse 2, the verse says, Bilam raised his eyes, hoping to cast the evil eye on them. But when he saw Israel settled modestly according to its tribes, he changed his mind and did not curse them. On this verse, Rashi explains that Bilam witnessed two qualities in the Jewish people. Number one, that each tribe encamped in the desert according to their family lineage. They did not mix and mingle with each other. Each tribe understood their role, their lineage, and principles. And number two, he saw that the entrance to their tents were not facing each other. They were careful with modesty and privacy. He saw something beautiful and unique about the Jewish people and concluded in his heart that he cannot curse them. With this introduction and backdrop, 
Verse 5 continues with the actual words and blessings that Bilam articulated. Based on the two qualities saw in the nation of Israel in verse 2, he now said, Your tents are so good, O Yaakov. Rashi explains this to mean the quality Bilam saw in that the entrances to their tents were not facing each other. And Mishkanei Secha Yisrael, your dwellings, O Israel, to mean the second quality he saw in the Jewish people. That when they encamped, their encampment was according to their tribes. They understood the importance of their lineage and did not mix and mingle with other tribes. This beautifully explains the first explanation of Rashi. Since this is a continuation of the qualities that Bilam saw. Namely, these two qualities which are now captured in the blessing of Bilam. This is also why Rashi was compelled to translate the word Mishkanei Secha, your dwellings, to mean your encampment, because that was the context and storyline which Bilam was referring to. The disadvantage that Rashi had with this above explanation is that in the previous verse, the order was reversed. First, Bilam saw how the Jewish people encamped according to their tribe, and only after did he see the second quality, which was that the entrances to their tents did not face each other. Yet according to this explanation of Rashi, Bilam's blessing is in the reverse order. First he saw their modesty, and then he saw how they camped. Bilam should have said, according to this, Mishkanei Secha Yisrael, first compliment them on how they encamped, and then your tents are so good, which tells us in what particular style did they encamp, which was that they encamped in a modest way. Therefore, Rashi was forced to share another explanation to this verse, which is the second, which is the second explanation of Rashi. Rashi explains that when Bilam said these words, it was actually a prophecy about the future. Your tents, O Israel, alludes to the tabernacle of Shiloh, as well as the holy temple. And Mishkanei Secha Yisrael, your dwellings, O Israel, refers to, refers to when these dwellings will be destroyed and will act as a mashkin, collateral for the Jewish people. The disadvantage with this explanation is that the term, the translation of tent at the literal level is referring to a temporary structure. How can it describe the holy temple, the holy temple, a permanent structure? Rashi's first and primary answer is superior to the second because the first explanation only has a problem in the order of Bilam, of Bilam's words, while the second explanation has a problem in the translation of Bilam's words. And at the literal level, the first explanation is superior. To summarize, we explained why Rashi was compelled to bring two explanations. We also explained the background and storyline to these verses. We explained why it was necessary for Rashi to translate Mishkanei Secha in the first explanation to mean encampment. Rashi concludes the Secha with a powerful lesson in our daily lives. These two qualities that Bilam saw in the Jewish people has an everlasting lesson that we can implement into our lives. The first quality that Bilam saw was how the Jewish people encamped. They encamped according to their tribe, tribes. They understood the value of their identity and lineage. They did not mix and mingle with other tribes. So often today, we forget our identity, we forget our ancestry, and perhaps most importantly, we forget 
our lineage, our grandparents and great-grandparents sacrificed everything in order for us to live as identified and proud Jews. This is the first quality of the Jewish people. The second quality Bilam saw was that their entrances were not facing each other. So often in life, we forget the virtue of modesty, the innate nature to cover ourselves physically in order to connect with one another spiritually. Sometimes we may say that outside of the home, we don't have to be so Jewish and so modest, but inside the home, that's where we will embrace our Jewishness and modest nature. To this, the verse says, in your tents be, mo- in your tents be modest. Even when you are not in your permanent resident, there too, express your Jewishness and modest nature. Wishing you a Shabbat Shalom.